0: Hello, I'm Hinae O'Brien and you are listening to The Conscious Podcast.
1: Welcome to The Conscious Pod. My name is Carlos Cirillo and this is your place to cultivate wisdom, awareness, life insights to raise your being and become more conscious in your daily life. Hey Conscious Humans, welcome to episode 48 of The Conscious Podcast. On this episode, I shared an epic conversation with the legend himself, Henare O'Brien. Henare is a transformational entertainer, coach, father and husband. We dived deep into topics including Henare's upbringing in New Zealand, experiencing trauma, growing up around abuse and violence having identity crisis breakdowns multiple times, the benefits of surrounding yourself with great people, defining success for yourself, the dangers of going too far right or too far left, losing ourselves to find ourselves, being the observer of life versus experiencing life, integrating, not eliminating, and so much more. Hanare is such a genuine, real, and inspiring leader I wish I had recorded the pre and post podcast conversation for you all to listen to. I loved hearing more on his story and his no bullshit attitude and perspective on life. So much value and wisdom. I really enjoyed this and I hope you do too. Before we kick off this amazing podcast episode, I am super excited to announce something that I have just launched for everyone listening. I've been cultivating this idea for a few weeks and I wanted to give you all massive tangible value, somewhere where we could work together in a group to expand and raise our consciousness. I created the Craft Your Conscious Life 5-Day Challenge. Now, this will be a private group on Facebook where I will upload a live each day for 5 days on a different key topic. I've spent over 6 years and tens of thousands of dollars on investing in personal development, growth seminars, mentors, coaches, interviews on my podcast to find these five key steps that all these people that were fulfilled, conscious, and living the life they want to live that they were doing. And I implemented them in my life. And this has given me the incredible results and the conscious life that I love and live today. And I want to share that with you so you can be more intentional, more purposeful, more aware, and more conscious in your daily life. So all you have to do is go to the show notes and click down the bottom and there'll be a link to go straight to that Facebook group and apply to be in that. You can also go to Facebook and click on the groups tab and type in Craft Your Conscious Life five day challenge and it will come up and you can click into that group. I cannot wait to share this with you and to see your conscious results. Hanare, hey, hey. how are you, brother? I'm good, thank you. Nice to have you here in my home in Bali. It is a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Like We did plan this at Freedom Fest a couple of weeks or a month ago, two months ago, but why not in Bali?
0: I know, it was pretty hectic. There's a thousand people at Freedom Fest yeah. and then so much energy moving and then it's nice to catch up here in Bali.
1: Yeah, and you have a beautiful place. Uh, it's an amazing day and we're enjoying... Cacao,
0: ceremonial grade cacao,
1: amazing. Just heart opening right yep. now. and five bliss tonics yeah. for scientific
0: reasons that yep. actually help the neurology and physiology of the brain.
1: Yeah. Amazing. And I just made those words up. Yeah. good.
0: <laughs> so this is what what cacao is. This uh, ceremonial grade cacao. It is part of the cacao that my wife runs as a business, mm-hmm. and it is basically cacao. Is one of the superfoods. If we go back, and I'm just going from the limited knowledge I know. If we go back to Peru thousands of years ago, they used to trade it for gold. Uh, there's all sorts of stories about the benefits, and the science of it now is that it has undescribable words or indescribable words that benefit the brain. A lot of our friends are on it that may have a history of um, mental health, and so they drink it daily just to make sure that they're keeping themselves healthy and their brain functioning on a higher and functionable level. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's the ama- cow- Amazing benefits. B- oh, yeah. It would be best to see Kate's videos on it because yeah. they describe it uh, <laughs> specifically step by step what it is. Me, I come in and I say, it just tastes delicious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm just drinking hot chocolate. Yeah. Amazing. What are you most excited about in life right now?
0: I love seeing my children uh, grow. So I've got a 16, 17-year-old daughter. She's just currently going to France. She's looking at creating her own uh, business and business. life. Business, I've seen, yes, oh, man, seen like, on your stories. Yeah, yeah, she's amazing. And then I've got a 11-year-old son who's uh, the privilege and honor of developing him into a functionable, loving young man. He's very feminine, but he wants his dad now as he, you know, his, sorry for what I'm going to say, his nuts are dropping, testosterone's coming in. And so he wants that masculine, <laughs> and so I've had to yep. bring that to him as well. Uh, and since seeing Kate... Um, develop and grow into this world leader so my that's the thing i'm most proud of and at the moment is having my family functionable not just out out there but in the home Mm -hmm. so that they're succeeding and um that would probably be my biggest deathbed you know on the deathbed what did you what did you um what was the greatest thing in life is like seeing my family thrive yeah yeah
1: amazing Mm -hmm. so we met at at Freedom Festival, discussing Freedom that Fest. before, and you were speaking on the VIP day. Yes, um, and straight away, I was like, I, "I need to go up and say hello. <laughs> How much I love you! Why would you your want to energy. do that? It was, mate, It just clicked, and I was, and, and we did, uh-huh. and we had some good energy between us, good connection. And then I was like, "I got to get you on the podcast because Thank you. I think the word is is a transformational entertainer. Yes, was the word that you yes. used, and I'm like, it's it's very unique to see someone own who they are mm-hmm. and just be that. Mm-hmm. And it's helped me in inspired me to step out and be more of myself. Mm-hmm. And I love that and for me I still don't know too much about your life and I'm mm-hmm. sure probably a lot of the listeners don't either. So mm-hmm. could you give us a wrap up of your life from start to now and all the things you're doing now?
0: Okay. So, uh my I'm Irish and maldi so Hinadi is the Maldivian Irish, brought up in a real so low socioeconomic area, Flaxmere, where I learned to be tough, and it was a tough area. If you've ever seen, if you ever get a chance, people out there to see Once Were Warriors, it was on a similar part to that movie. Mm-hmm. And then uh, one of the things that we get great at in those types of areas, besides uh, not really liking school, is sport. So I um, played uh, through high school sport, and then uh, played basketball professionally for 10 years. Whoa. Yeah, so I was a professional basketball player for 10 years, got to travel, play with the best, play with the NBA players, travel around the country, have five star hotels, everything a young man in his 20s could dream of. Uh, and then at the end of my career, around 30, I uh, became a school teacher. And I was a school teacher for nearly 10 years. Mm-hmm. And then during my school teaching time, I decided and looked around the kids and thought this is not catering to real learning. In school, they do rote learning and accelerated learning, but they don't do generative. And I was always curious in how you do a level of learning that really brings out the best in people. So then I quit my teaching job. $77,000 I was on a year, which was set. We had a property business. And then I went off into the wilderness. And I probably spent about a million dollars over 10 years researching and spending time with the best in the industry. So I spent time with Dr. Wayne Dyer, Louise Hay got to um, spend time with Brendan Bouchard, you name it I spent time with them, was taught with by them or just was hanging out with them and then out of that I created a business, coaching business and uh, about two years ago I, I retired and I gave it all over to Kate and she started the coaching business, she also started a cacao business a journaling business and in the background because we're Kiwis we actually have a property business where we buy and sell and flip properties as well which is good to make quick, big money. Mm -hmm. And then for two years, I just dedicated my life to the kids and sort of just faded away into the background. And Freedom Fest, where we met, was my first stepping out again. And so I just stepped back into the arena of coaching and people asking me to coach, so I started coaching again and creating. um, You guys can't see this, but in the background, we've got a film crew, film people, or two cameras and a guy, and just stepping back into the arena of creativity, and uh, growing the cacao business which is growing exponentially the coaching business we've just got a thing called she coming and that has got a uh, massive event oh, t- yeah. the two two speakers alone are worth over a, a billion dollars Whoa. I know their businesses so we, we're getting ready and geared up to release that and, uh, when is that event it's in August 5th, yeah. 16th 17th and 18th it's called she but it's not just for women it's for men who are mm. you know wanting to open up and so we've got about seven or eight speakers and they're just creating the she event creating the cacao business and just helping in those areas we'll have a little that's a that's (laughs) just the the, gist of it yeah yeah so what as an as a
1: professional athlete Uh I know the feeling being an athlete being young being in that scene what made you stop that Uh, to then go into teaching
0: uh, well it was the end of a career like I was thinking right I'm gonna I'm getting towards 30 Uh, what what do I want to do like and I thought oh, I love kids. Why not teach? It's a good. It's a good wage. I can get up be over a hundred thousand within a few years, and I can just live off that. And that sort of pushed me into it. And I adored being with uh, the kids and teaching them and learning from them, different ways to get better as a human being. Yeah, as mm. young children. So it was just a natural progression. I wasn't sure what happens after basketball. And then I thought, oh, teaching seems to be, and so I went into that.
1: Yeah. And growing up as a child, was it always, I'm going to be a basketballer? No. That was the main focus. No, 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 it wasn't.
0: It was, can I survive this environment? Like, literally, when I was a kid, I remember hearing police sirens one time, opening the curtain, and I saw this guy get tomahawked, I was maybe seven, get tomahawked in the head. You, You could never, I've never heard a man squeal, like, squeal. Like that sound coming from a human being, and you could imagine someone getting hit with a tomahawk mm-hmm. and so those were daily or weekly or monthly occurrences my first few years when I was a kid I would spend in women's refuge shelters, like you know they would take the f- dad would beat the shit out of mum and then every month dad would um being a good Irishman hold back his anger, and then once a month I would get the mass beating from dad, and it was just part of life i I loved I learnt to love the pain so much that pain becomes so natural for me. It was normal. It was yeah. normal. Like, show me pain, I'm I'm good. Uh, show me um, pleasure, joy, love, ecstasy, gratitude. And it's kind mm. of strange. Yeah. So I went on a pursuit after basketball because I had all the pleasures uh, to find out who I could be by looking to bring more gratitude. Like you're talking about joy, love, peacefulness, connectedness, freedom. And it was a... 10-year journey into my own awakening
1: yeah
0: yeah. and what was that turning point? Uh, sitting on a beach 29 years old I had just finished a night of partying with the boys I think I had slept with three women that night <laughs> or was it five? I don't know, it was one of those <laughs> nights and uh, I realised I was all alone for the first time and I sat on the beach and I thought, shit, if I have nothing if I'm not this person this, what am I? or Who am I? And that question shocked me. So I got up from the beach. I think it was 26, and then I decided to enhance those things more. And so enhancing those things more, at 29 I had a massive breakdown. Like a nervous, psychological... All the pleasures had just disappeared in a moment. And I thought, shit, if I'm not all this, if I'm not doing all of this, who am I?
1: Was it almost like an identity crisis? Oh, it was an identity crisis, yeah. yeah.
0: Like, who am I if I'm not the guy that gets the girls, the guy that's playing, this guy and it just sort of all eroded and I ended up ringing my mother and she put me to bed for a week and basically every night I begged her to smash me with a baseball bat and break my bones because the internal pain was unfamiliar whereas if she hit me with a baseball bat and broke my bones I could feel it, I could see it, I know it but in her way, very strong woman she uh, said, no son and sort of just stayed with me for three, four days, came out of there, and I thought, shit, I've got to find out what's going on. Who am I? What can I do? And how do I be in this life? And that took me on a, another 10-year journey, traveling with Wayne Dyer and Louise Hay and Brendan and people that trained Tony Robbins and ontological teachers and epistemological, sorry about the big words, yeah. <laughs> epistemological teachers and people that were good at teaching exi axiolo- I mean, everything. I just put my fingers in all the pies, and um, now we're here in Bali with you. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Wow. So the identity crisis a few times, so from sport and then teaching and then moving into speaking. Mm -hmm. Um, So the the speaking came after all this. Yes. The speaking and, sorry, coaching Mm -hmm. was after you learned all this stuff. How did you even seek out those people? Were you already listening to their stuff,
0: reading their stuff? I like mastery. So during my basketball career, I had people that were Olympians, that played in the NBA, and that were playing for New Zealand. So I was used to hanging, even when I was a kid, one of my best mates was an all-black. So I got used to seeing people that were really good at something, like the best. Yeah. And so when I finished uh, basketball and got into personal development, I said, i got to see, there's a lot of people in personal development, no, knock yeah. on them, that talk a big game. But because I'd been around people that had played a big game, I wanted to seek out the people that were playing the biggest game. Yeah. So sitting down with Wayne Dyer, and I've actually interviewed over th- – we ran the world's biggest um, personal development uh, online interview platform. Wow. I interview- I've interviewed over 300 of the world's best uh, teachers, speakers, scientists, personal development teachers, and just started learning from them yeah. and seeing uh, what they could offer and what I resonated with and uh, it just grew yeah and w-
1: where did the entertainment part come into this i made that up so so let's hang on hang on before, hang on, okay. before, <laughs> before we you say that rewind when i seen you it uh-huh. was like w- when you say it, it was lack of a better word motivational it was transformational amazing content mm-hmm. but the entertainment factor of singing the elvis song mm-hmm. um the rainbow tears um mm-hmm. all that was like I've never seen anyone just own it like that, but it, it made it... St- now in my head, whenever I hear the song, I think of you, not Tommy. Aww. So it's like, yeah, you're ingraining it more into my head. So when I think of something and I... And that's all stuff I was naturally doing as a kid. Mm-hmm. You'd be talking to your mum and dad and you'd start mm-hmm. singing a song that goes on to that. Then it was held back because of school and what people thought. Why, how and why did you bring that into what you do now?
0: Well... It opens people up. Like Clint, who, run, who ran Freedom Fair said to me, what did you do to me? I had a doctor come up to me afterwards and said, I track people for a living. I don't know what just happened. <laughs> so I figured out after 10 years of training with the best people and living it in my life, that if I could get past people's natural defense systems with humor, laughter, and a deep knowledge of transformation – it would touch some place in them where they could mirror back to themselves that they had this child in them that could do anything. And I thought to myself at Freedom Fest, man, if I can get to three hundred people, which I I could see they were getting people were getting, then they will help the next five hundred that come along. So it's always about uh seeing how I can help people be the best selves and then just stepping back and watching the fun begin. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And for obviously the listeners, you can't see us and harder Tattoos, like yeah, big tattoos, everywhere. tattoos everywhere on my bum. Pretty scary, yeah. and it's like for a guy to be singing yeah. and like muck around on stage. It was just like, this is yeah. this is really cool. Yep. Do you or would you say you're living your purpose?
0: I would say it changes consistently depending on me achieving what I achieved. So recently, I dedicated the two years to be a family man and have the children. I stepped away from coaching. Mm-hmm. And I dedicated those two years to my children. They they're thriving now. So the next step is okay. Kate needs my help. That purpose is done. Next stage is Kate needs my help with the cacao. We're going to do this big event, and she. We're going to do all these other things. So now my purpose is shifted to uh, have her thriving and the business thriving, um, and that purpose is probably in, probably for the next five years. I think. Mm-hmm. And it keeps switching. Like, when basketball, my purpose was to make, try and win a championship, which I came close twice, lost twice. But the purpose was to go there, and I got as close as I could. Uh, and then when that purpose finished, it was to educate children. And when that finished, it was to – but it's usually each purpose point is uh, either a crisis has happened in my life at the purpose point change or uh, an inspirational insight has happened. So something either positive has happened, usually not mostly mm-hmm. – or some crisis happened in my life to have me changed purpose.
1: As in, like losing the premier, the the, the the championship game the second time. Then it's like, okay, I'm we've out. done that. Next thing,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I've done that. I'm getting older now. My purpose now would be to make sure I'm getting an income, regular income, support my family, and then uh, become a school teacher. Hmm. What is success to you? Well. Depends how far you want to go. You saw me at Freedom Fest, right? So there are levels to learning. So I could rote learn, tell you, a, um, I could give you a rote response like, the success to learning is being a success, or something like that. There's accelerated aspect, there's like giving you a teaching point, and then there's the generative aspect. And I would generatively say, I wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> generatively, I would say that because if... um people hear me say my interpretation of what success is, they might forget that this is the big problem. Most people forget that there is success already in some area of their life. Then what happens is they go out there trying to be something that they're not. And so when people say to me, oh, I'm a, I don't know I'm not a success, so we have to go back to the root. So we go, okay, what are you a success in? Nothing. Well, there must be something you're a success in. Let's go biological. No, there's nothing biological. Well, are you not beating your heart which gives you the access to being alive can we start there when people start from that point then they start to grow whatever success they want to be it's hard in today's world because we're externally geared to see Instagram, YouTube and then what our consciousness does our personality is it goes oh, I need to do what I'm seeing whereas I'm saying well what about doing who you already are being and then build off that foundation. For me, success—if I was to come up a level—is making sure that my family are functioning at the highest levels possible. Success now is like I—for uh, fun. This is for fun. I want to know what it's like to own a private jet. Mm-hmm. Coming from not even being uh, from stealing bicycles when I was a kid and ro- rolling in that space, not because I need to be somebody, but because man, that'll be a fun game to play. And so there is a. Uh, a success for me, it's also a success that I make sure that um, I'm doing now the thing that I want to do uh, and step out into my great transformational entertainment. Yeah, and that's going to be something I'm going to foster as well, um, which nobody in the world does. And I can really, in that marketplace, start to do my type of magic. Yeah.
1: So it's it's, a long winded question. There's a lot to it. Yeah. There there was a lot of great answers in that. So it's embodying it now, not like what we see in society is, oh, I'm successful when I have this Mm -hmm. or achieve this. It's, Mm -hmm. I'm successful now. Notice where that is. Yes. And have that focus. Yes.
0: And the thing is, um, when you get people, when we see people go back to the source of their biological success, breathing, listen out there, people, your heart beats for you. Being alive first Then they then have a platform A natural scientific platform To then build off When they're not a success They usually don't see that they don't have a system Of creating success by the biology That they use in their body to do something People say what's spiritual And I'm like Creating something that wasn't there Mm -hmm. What do you mean? Because you'll get to see your humanity As you create
1: Yeah Totally agree. So for someone that I, when I first seen you, um, seen your energy, Mm -hmm. I was like, this is a guy that embraces both his masculine and Mm -hmm. feminine as a man. Mm -hmm. What do you think in today's world it means to be a man?
0: Mm. It's not becoming too much of a woman. Recently they asked, uh, a group asked me to come and speak in... It's um, so like there's there's groups of, in the spiritual community. There are groups of men that are really doing beautiful work, but what they're trying to cut out sometimes is the masculinity of the strength of men. You're like, and they go, "Well, we don't want that." Well, I say, "Well, how do you get rid of your t- testosterone?" Right? It's a natural flowing chemical that's produced in the body that brings forth the masculine energy. So, uh, as well as doing the dancing and the breathing and that, what about we come together? And figure out ways at the point of a man being a man, or tipping over into being mas- too masculine, because we need uh, our prisons are filled with overly masculine men. Our uh, even our politics, our politicians are filled with overly masculine men. So to be a man's uh, community and society is very hard. But I think it's trying to combine the natural biology of men. And not rejecting the masculinity of being a man. Um, and incorporating it into uh, allowing that beautiful feminine energy to come through as well.
1: Yeah. So ebb and flowing between both. Yeah. The b- and
0: understanding both. Yeah, between um, what fits in a situation that will have people be inspired and safe. I'm talking at a She event and there's going to be over 500 women there. And I have to honour the fact of femininity in there because a lot of them in that space may have experienced the opposite or the overextension of masculinity, and so like you did, like when people see me, they tattoos and I'm over 100 kgs and I'm six foot two, the idea of who they think I am. It's quickly eroded by the dancing of the Marilyn Monroe and the Elvis singing and the wonderfulness, so that it and the dress and the dress, yeah. yes, oh yeah, <laughs> on the last night, yeah, Ooh, that's, yeah, that's right, and the dress, and the flexing and flowing between two, mm. it's like night and day, like something you got to have night, you got to have day. So one, I'd enjoy the day for its beautifulness, and the night for its sleepful time. Yeah, With well, you, the problem, uh, did you mind I say this, the problem in the personal development community is it's all light and bright. But it's a simple uh, one plus one equals two. How do you get rid of up and only have down? How do you have left and not right, back and not front? So if you can allow both to be in, to play at time when they need to be, in the ebb and flow, then it's more useful, joyful, and creative. Yeah,
1: and you're living in the real world. You're not yeah. too far left. Oh, you're not too far yeah.
0: right. Yes, yes. Uh, there was a sad story about a young man who was following Ramdas, and. Uh, he thought he needed to go into the ethereal realm, and they found his body in a cave and Ramdas cried because he didn't get it. He was taking the mushrooms and he was doing pyodi and all that he didn't get that he had the access to this this time and space to create what he recreated. He was trying to get to the death realm or the realm beyond this physical space, and he did, but Ramdas was sad because he didn't get it to be human is to be eat food and go to the bathroom. <laughs> you can't eliminate either. We can enjoy, you might not like going to the bathroom. It might not smell good. It might not be nice, but it's part of the expression of human being mm-hmm. human. And so um, my, as a transformational teacher, is to remind people, don't, like you say, don't go too far left. Mm. Come back to the middle if you can. Don't go too far right. Come back as far as you can. Swing that way if you want, but never forget that you've got to come back to humanity.
1: Yeah and that's where as we we're just saying like you see either two entrepreneur where it's cars money just oh. business shark or you go too far the other way where you're a spiritual hippie on a different planet
0: yeah so the the, the levels that, so Balance. yeah
1: oh mm, equanimity i think I is don't the know word what that, yeah uh, <laughs> fucking, <laughs> just excuse my language it's a bloody flow. good, good <laughs> word
0: brother I don't, that was a great <laughs> word <laughs> uh in the scheme of life, uh, this is what I found going as deep as spirit. Like I went to that spiritual path, and I got to death. I actually got to suicide. So that kid that was in um, the cave, because I wanted to know. I got really deep, and it got me because it fractures the brain. And I didn't know where I was going, so there was <coughs> suicidal thoughts coming through. And I had to come back from that. and I realized that to come back into life and just to be a normal human is the most spiritual thing we can do. And so, uh, when you're talking don't go too far left, don't go too far right, sometimes we have to get lost in going too far to find out who we are. As long as we have support. Why Ramdas, I think, cried for the man as he didn't get support as he was going deeper and deeper. He thought he could do it by himself, but he needed a mentor. He needed a coyote. He needed a shaman. He needed somebody that could bring him back out. And uh, I think um, life is about getting trapped in things that you think work, until you realise it's not everything, and then you sort of pop out and go, "Oh shit! Uh, okay, I did the spiritual thing for ten years, and it was great. And now it's time for me to go back and create a business." Or, yep. yeah, you, the biggest thing I'm trying to say is you have to get trapped by going into something so fully that you get lost in it, and once you get lost in it, you can see where you can come out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Well, but you can. I don't want to go too deep because you, when we go too, well, if we go too deep, it can the mind will go. It just doesn't. It can't handle depth. It's like going for um, a deep dive into the water. You can't hold your breath forever. You have got to come up for air. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what was the question? <laughs> I forgot the question.
1: To wrap that up, the polarity between the two. You've got to feel the hot and the cold. Yes, and. You can't know what's too hot until you touch the hot stove. Yes.
0: So here's, uh, do you mind if we explore this yeah. just a little bit? So here's the thing. People in personal advanced spirituality get so good at knowledge that they try not to touch the hot.
1: Mm. They try
0: not to touch the cold and they observe it all, but they do nothing. Yeah. So observing hot and cold by knowing that it's hot and cold doesn't mean that you're going into the hot. You have to go into a room and make love to 15 men or 15 women to find out who you are and be confronted by your own sexuality. You have to go into business and find that it takes 5 to 7 years to become an entrepreneur to find out who you are. You have to go into literally a hot pool or a cold pool to find out what feelings and sensations. The problem with um, sometimes is we learn so much knowledge because it's a knowledge-based society that we watch people go into a room and do 15 people and we assess the situation without So, we, experiencing we, without experiencing ourselves. it because yeah. we, if we don't go in we don't feel our insecurities we don't feel our, um, our, our mm-hmm. joy full uh, joy as long as there's uh, I would always say as long as you have a mentor in that area that can pull you out if you go too deep uh, to say hey look wake up you take a poo like everyone else get out of that eat some food and take a shit you're human. Mm-hmm. Don't go too far. So as long as you get mentors that can pull you out of the, those situations or remind you that it's not everything, then go in and enjoy it. Mm.
1: And that's part of the learning process. Some people have to go rock bottom, yes, no. Some people have to have that big night or big week to then realize this isn't doesn't align with me. Yes, there's a book on creativity. Yeah, there's
0: a book on creativity. And, uh, I've, me, being a person that likes to document things, I've documented people that have been famous, amazing, and talented. All of them have been fucked up. From Elon Musk, <coughs> to Marilyn Monroe, to Elvis Presley. So to be a creative, to be someone of influence on one level, they go so deep into it that Michael Jackson had to do drugs because he was doing concerts at that night. That Elvis Presley had to take sleeping pills. That Marilyn Monroe did feel suicidal. Those people are more influential than us if we're sitting back and trying to make sure the chest moves good. You have to go so fully in it that it brings out your expression but also brings out sides of you that you may not appreciate. So uh, it's a a fine line between being who can I be as an expressive person in the world that can bring my full self or who am I as I'm trying to learn so much knowledge that I then can pick and choose what I'm doing. People lose their expression if they learn so much that they forget about who they really are. Mm-hmm. And what I, they say, well, who I really am is a studier. Well, I said, well, I'll go back to 3, 5, 7, 9, 11. I'm sure there's more <coughs> to you than just a bookkeeper. Mm. Remember that time you pooped yourself when you were 11? <laughs> Remember that time you threw poop at your mum? Remember that time you ate poop, the dog poop out the back? Or, or remember when you you know pulled your wee wee out and you peed all over the garden? <laughs> at fun. Yeah, that was a natural expression. Yeah. yeah. So don't forget your humanity. Don't get too good at life that you forget to get in there and get all oh, mucky and dirty and see who you really can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey,
1: conscious fam! Just interrupting for one moment to share with you something I'm really excited with a brand partnership with a conscious company doing amazing things in the world. Did you know that in 2018, over 100,000 Australians experienced homelessness on any given night? With over 15,000 of that number being Australian children under 12 years old. How astounding are those numbers? That's why I've partnered with Eva Mattress to bring all the benefits of their amazing Mattress in a Box to everyone. We're talking... Unparalleled support, a huge 120-night trial period with free delivery and returns, and all the sleep tech you'd find in a premium retail mattress for a fraction of the price. Through their 1 in 10 program, in which one mattress is donated for every 10 sold, we've partnered up together to get six mattresses out to Mission Australia Crisis Centres to improve the lives of those experiencing homelessness in New South Wales, in our backyard. How amazing is that? I got my mattress a couple of weeks ago, and man, it is so comfy. I live in a van. So, before, I had like this really thin mattress that was really not doing anything good for my back, hence why I had so many back problems. And as soon as I put it in, it's just been a comfortable night sleep. You really notice a difference when you are sleeping on a quality, comfortable mattress. I love that it comes in a box, gets delivered to you, it's got wheels on the box, you can wheel it around, and then all you have to do is kind of take it out, cut it open, cut the plastic off, and it kind of pops open, and then I just put it in the van. How cool is that? Order online, and it gets sent directly to you. Don't even have to go window shopping. How cool. And it's super comfy as well. So the reason why we chose Mission Australia to donate these six mattresses to is because I did some research on a few different charities and Mission Australia were doing so much good work around multiple different problems uh, in society, drug and alcohol abuse, homelessness, etc cetera, etc. Cetera. And we seen that there was a crisis and they needed six beds. To us that just made sense. We need to get these mattresses to these people who are probably going to be sleeping on the floor. And what an amazing Feeling that is to be able to offer that to these people. Now, if you wanted to get your own, they have given me a special discount code. How cool is that? So, if you go to their website www.evamattress.com.au mattress au and use the code Carlo loves Eva, you'll get a hundred and twenty-five dollars. Off your first order now this is only for five people so if you're looking for a mattress that gives back to the community get onto the website check out eva and help support those who need support most so to dive a bit deeper on on this next question this what would you what would you say is the worst thing that has ever happened to you and how is
0: that the best
1: thing that has ever happened to you?
0: So, you know, great question. Um, I don't think, that this, is, this may sound, I don't think there's anything that's worse, the worse, or has happened. I think, uh, I can't really answer that. I don't think anything in my life has been so worse uh, that um, I could answer that question correctly. It feels like an unanswerable question for me because everything has led me to the next thing. Yep. I mean, I could say, the night I was uh, sitting in a room with my $25,000 clients. I was in a suit in a million dollar house sitting on top of a hill overlooking a vineyard in New Zealand, New Zealand's best coach. And then that night because I'd been living this coaching persona for so long and people had been getting such good results and each person was, I was charging 25000 a pop. So that persona was getting so inflated that the background, the night came one night and it said to me hey the day in your life is so beautiful but here's the night so I lost it something happened I was sitting at the table with my family and something happened and I picked up a chair and went to throw it at Kate police came took me to the police station I'm sitting in the police station in my suit New Zealand's leading transformational teacher the policeman's writing me out a protection order saying you cannot go and see your family for seven days I'm sitting there with a couple of people that are being drunk and doing drugs and there's the transformational teacher sitting in between two druggies and alcoholic I jump in my car and that night I thought if I had a gun I'll kill myself because who am I if I'm not this transformational teacher that could seem like one of the worst things but it actually then propelled me into being and searching for what it was to be the most loving husband and father Uh, so Good or bad, I don't know. Mm. Worse or better, I don't know. Um, I've got many of those stories in my life, but I think when I start to see that it's all part of the process, it's actually gone well in business. Yeah. Because what happens is when things don't work out, it's easy part of the process of learning. Oh, okay, this is not working, that's not working. Okay, how do we get it working? And once we get it working, it's, it starts to be a lot more joyful. So I'm sorry, my bro. To answer that question, I have not an answer to it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you gave a great answer. Good. And it's, I'm glad. <laughs> the, the point of it is to have that perspective. of, And that shows where your perspective is, is that they're all just along the journey. There's no, you know, worse thing. But it's coming out of that and seeing the positive out of things. Mm-hmm. Everything is just an event. We make it good or bad. Mm-hmm. But you were able to see the benefits from that. Yeah. It, Learn from it. Yeah. And then so
0: if I was to really say that felt like the worst time.
1: Mm-hmm. The lowest point. The lowest point. All that. Yeah. Yeah. The
0: yeah. lowest point. Also when I was with my mum, which I previously spoke about. That really feels low. That's the truth. Mm. Um, but out of those things then come something magnificent. Yeah. So, yes, literally as a human being in my humanity, they felt and f- horrible. But out of that comes this amazing relationship, being married for now 15 years, having kids that are thriving. And if I hadn't gone into that, the only reason I can perform on stage like you see me is because those experiences created more of a solid foundation in knowing Mm. who I could be. Excuse me, I've got an itchy nose. You guys aren't seeing me, but I'm itching my nose frantically.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is all good. What would you say the best advice is that you've ever been given?
0: Um, ah, well that's just popped into my head one thing from Dr. Wayne Dyer but it originally comes from the Tao Te Ching uh, and it's um, when you change the way you look at things the things you look at change mm. Yeah, I love that uh, because originally it was a great text from the Tao and then Dr. Wayne Dyer um, reused it and actually it's a side note, he got sued for it as well by the guy that wrote the book about it, so there's all these you know ups and downs mm-hmm. but that would be, because I love Dr. Dyer spent time with him when you change the way look, you look at things. The things you look at change.
1: Yeah, mm. amazing teacher in my life oh, as well. Lovely. His books, his audios, his YouTube. Oh
0: my goodness! Yeah, he yeah. was l- he was lovely. I travelled around Europe with him, in- and you
1: long. got to meet him. That's that's incredible.
0: Yeah, a number of times. Yeah, mm. Mm. and his family, family still friends. Awesome. Yeah, his wife, his ex-wife, lovely man. Mm. Had a dark side that not many people know about. I do know about it, but his light was there. Yeah. Mm. He had his service. He, had, oh, he really cared. Yeah. And he went for all in. Yeah. He went all in. Yeah.
1: What advice would you give your 16-year-old self?
0: I couldn't answer that. There's nothing I, if I preempted an answer to my 16-year-old self, it would be trying to give him a formula of not going through what he needed to go through. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. Mustin Kip interviewed me in a podcast and he said something similar what would you say to this person if you went back on an island I said nothing because if I go back and tell the 16 year old he's going to miss out and try and direct him like Mm -hmm. back to the future remember he tries to go back and change everything if I went back and said anything I would just what I'd do if I could answer that question is I'd give him a big kiss I'd hug him, I'd cry I wouldn't say anything and then I'd call the DeLorean and take off again back into the future Mm. (laughs) So, yeah, I wouldn't say anything to him. Yeah, yeah.
1: That, that's funny because my answer when people ask me, uh-huh. very rarely I get interviewed back because I'm always the one asking the questions. But when I did, they're like, we want to know your answer to it. And I'm like, I'd, at that point in my life, I just needed a hug. Yeah, And just to be told, you'll get through everything you're going through. You're exactly where you need to be. Mm-hmm. Again, because of, like you said, the perspective of everything I've been through, all the ups and downs have got me where I am today. Well, you're,
0: you're a man, if you don't mind me saying uh, this is a, a a preemptive uh unscripted expression of my uh, appreciation for you. You're a man that's gone through a lot. And you know a lot and you're willing to go now and help people um find themselves and express who they are. Yeah. Yeah. Thank I you. I can I can always tell somebody that's gone through a lot. Uh, who's got got a, a lot of dark but also wants to bring through a lot of light. Yeah. Mm. So thank you. No, thank you
1: I, clients, I I huh? hug both
0: of our kids. I hug my 16-year-old and I'll jump in the DeLorean <laughs> and go back to your and hug your 16-year-old and go, yeah. We're, okay, at 16, were you playing basketball then? Yeah. yeah. We had the New Zealand's, we had big ride ups for New Zealand's number one high school basketball team. And basically, at that time, I was the most masculine you could ever be. I was, we were riding high. We'd play Wu-Tang Clan at our games. Everyone feared us because we were the the, the big team and we were known for fighters. And and so at 16, I just thought I was it. I thought I was it. So what would I do and go back and tell a guy that thinks he's it? He would have told me to fuck off. (laughs) Who the fuck are you, fuck off? Yeah. How do you
1: think people can become more fulfilled in life?
0: Um... Do you mind if I take a second to think? Yeah, a couple of seconds. Um, I'll sip on some cacao. Cacao. I don't know. You have, um, a lot of your questions are unanswerable. How do they become fulfilled? Mm, I don't know. I think I would say by the expression of who they are when people are with them. When people, this is including people that can get to your toothbrush. So, the people that can get to your toothbrush are the ones that you want to see be fulfilled first. Because if they're not fulfilled, then what will do is it'll affect your life directly. Uh, So, the here's, here's the weird question. So, people that can get to your toothbrush, if they're fulfilled, then your life will become fulfilled. So, if I can just make that question if the people that are closest to you are fulfilled, you'll find your le- life growing. Because many people try to put a persona out there of fulfillment to the audiences because they're unfulfilled in the life that really matters to them, which is with their personal relationships. Uh when I was interviewing three hundred of the speakers, I wish I could have um put the pre interview interview in. Or the post. One a very famous guy said to me uh before the interview um You're not going to We're not going to talk about The things That are too juicy Are we And I said I would love to Because then We'd open people up you
1: get the real Get the real you The real talk Yeah Yeah.
0: And because spending time With this very famous person I got to see the real person Not just the stage performer And it This person was as juicy As any other person Uh, Yeah
1: So So in that interview Did they put on the show
0: Everyone puts on a show I'm putting on a show right now Okay I'm, hold, I'm holding back uh, because the intention of making this work for you and your people is at the forefront of what I should be saying. Mm-hmm. So with my personality, you saw it on stage, it's like with my kids. I have to put, hold back sometimes because I want them to be. You imagine me running around the house doing all of that. That would suppress their natural creativity. Yes. So I have to – Bailey, my daughter, says to me, I see you on these you You're so quiet at home. And I said, honey, I have to do that so you can flourish. Because if if I'm coming across like that all the time, where are you going to be? So, uh, yeah, it's always about accommodating to what you think the people need and speaking to what you think they need. Otherwise, you know, I could be running around here like a madman.
1: If you do want to break out in song, just go for it. Yeah, (laughs) I, I,
0: I probably will.
1: What's most meaningful to you in life right now? I know you mentioned family. All that. Is there anything else in Practically,
0: there there? growth in business, getting more people on to grow the business, having, like Lauren, you just met before, yep. amazing woman, amazing person, grow the cacao business. At this stage, we've got so much growth that we need people to come in and take stuff off because we can't... Delegate. Your yeah. Delegation is huge. And so I think we have 15 full-time staff already, and we're going to need more. And it's just the... uh that expression of bringing people in to delegate energy out so that we are freed up to stay in a high-level or conversation around what's next, what
1: do we do, how does this work? You can stay in your genius, run everything. Yes. Control your controllables. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. What impact do you want to have on people, the community and the world?
0: Um... I don't know I could say with my transform because when I do transformational work to see 300 eyes engage that's very addictive it makes me the teacher and that's very impactful for my personality and it's lovely uh, so that's part of it I'm afraid though that if I do this my growth is I'm afraid that if I continue to do that um, people will forget their own greatness because after that event, people were coming to me trying to figure out how greatness was happening. Rather so than, they
1: would try emulate they're you trying to emulate you rather yeah. than more mm-hmm. themselves. Yes. yes.
0: And so five people have literally come to me and said, tell me, teach me what to do. So all of them, after I've given them tasks and doing that, have said, I can't do that. Because you have to take on in your life the things that you're not willing to take on. That's what grows a person. The things I don't want to do are the things that, when I do them, will give me an access to more possibilities. Uh, What was the question?
1: Impact, you want to have on the world?
0: So on the world, uh, getting cacao out to help people. This is the practical question. Getting cacao out to help people. Uh, Transformational teacher. Having people impacted by seeing who they are. And then growing exponentially. I see our business in the next 10 years being on the level of Tony Robbins and, and further for fun. And seeing Kate shine and being a celebrity and all of that. And then finding my unique gifts in the middle of all of that. <laughs> <laughs> Love it.
1: Yeah. If this was the last time you've seen me, which yep. I hope not, and it won't be, and I asked you to teach me something tangible I can use in my life every day to improve
0: my life, mm-hmm. what would you teach me? Uh, write down all your concerns. The concerns are the dark side of your personality that need to be expressed.
1: For example, so
0: whenever creating anything, what will happen is the brain naturally brings its own concerns, critiques, and complaints. So, what people, when, especially if you're doing something brand new, is that the PCCs?
1: PCCs? Yeah, yeah, that's
0: yeah. it. Yes, yeah. so if, if you're doing something brand new, the brain's percentage of bringing more concerns, critiques, and complaints to your life will increase. That's why people usually do what they know to do because they have less concerns show up. But if you're wanting to be the best in the world at this or that, What happens is when you write those concerns down, no matter how wacky they sound, useless, not good enough, you write them down and you see them as part of the interplay of creating, you start to accept the dark side and the light side. The light side of creating an intention and the dark side of the natural brain's limbic predispositions to make you feel safe. Why people aren't successful in business, number one, is they try and live into a positive intention And then, when the night comes, or the shadow of themselves come, they can't be with it because the intention falls over. So practically, I would say, if you're ever creating anything, especially if you haven't done it before, get a journal, get a pen, and write all the concerns, which are negatively geared, to keep you safe until you feel it's all out. Then you see the representation of the negative sides of your brain trying to keep you safe, as well as the positive intention of what you're creating. When you combine those two, You get day and night. Mm -hmm. Why people's goals, 97% of goals that aren't achieved is people are trying to have just the positive, but nobody addresses the negative. And the negative, scientifically, controls 80% of our thinking, 95% of our uh, repetition. Because what is the biology of the body designed to do? Keep us safe. Survive. Survive. Uh, so if you're not addressing the concerns, critiques and complaints in your own mind, if you're pretending they're not there, if you're pretending not to know that they're not there, what you're really saying is, I don't accept that side of me. And if you can't accept that… And it's
1: trying to live in the good, the positive, all, the yes, light. Yes. Yeah.
0: Now, we always want the good because it is something we, we, we can't live in negativity because we we'll just go yeah. deep. But we've got to take into account that it's there. Daniel Goldman's book scientifically says we need three parts positive, one part negative. The Upanishads, which is an ancient book, spirituality is the same, three parts positive, one part negative. But if you're not taking into account the negative or you're pretending it's not there, you will become a positive and intentioner that can't be trusted because people won't know where mm-hmm. who you are. Like uh, Iron Man says to um, Captain America in a movie, I don't trust you fully because you haven't, showing us your dark side and Captain America smashing the wood and he says maybe you just haven't seen it yet buddy
1: (laughs) (laughs) so with that writing that down is it a matter of flipping those or writing where are they coming from and why so
0: here's the thing if you do I would always say if you're going to create something you find a mentor that knows how to deal with that because within your own context of your own mind you can keep swirling around the concerns the concerns go deeper And what a mentor can do is help you see them for what they are, Uh, a beautiful platform to grow from. If you start writing, the the recommendation is you write consistently for 15 minutes because the conscious brain will try and come up with the answers that it thinks it needs to be writing down. Mm -hmm. If you write for more than 15 minutes, then slowly the unconscious will reveal more to you. The first 15 minutes is critical because no matter what you're thinking, you want to get that down. Some people say, well, it says to me that I'm an idiot, a clown. It says that I've got two bums. It says weird things. I said, that's the, that is the, um, the wall of thinking that's trying to protect the dark inside of you. Once you get past that wall, it'll then bring forth more resourcefulness for you to see, ah, I'm really not going for it fully because of this major concern. And I get it now. I'm going to say to this as I'm writing it down, I embrace it as part of who I am. The hero embraces the dark and the good in them. Mm-hmm. And in my hero's journey going forward, I want to embrace this part of me that's there. And even if I don't want to embrace it, I'm going to say, please, I know dark is there. And I know that I'm, even if I'm not wanting you to or not wanting to embrace you fully, I want to make sure that on some level I'm saying, yes, you're there. Please be with me. And once that starts happening, people exponentially grow in business fast. When I was coaching, I would use this model with people and then just hold them to the accountability of recognizing they're dark and then they would make hundreds of thousands of dollars really quickly but not out of a place of I need to get, out of a place of I need to accept then to be who I am in the world. I mm-hmm. need to complete myself. I need to be whole. And in that perspective, they're bringing all of themselves forward. Otherwise, someone that's inspirational speaking on stage, in today's world, we're always thinking, hmm, Mm, is this really you? all of you? Mm-hmm. If I go partying with you at 3 o'clock in the morning and you've got two prostitutes and you're smoking a cigar and a bit of weed, oh, there's a difference there. So uh, practically write down your concerns mm. and explore them in depth and accept that they're there. That will give you a gap in space to then go towards the intention. Yeah, I'm working with a businessman at the moment who we're looking at that and he just did not want to look at it. But when he started to look at it, it opened up uh, neurological pathways of possibility to have him then create the next steps. He did everything he could to try and avoid looking at it. He brought all his tips, all his tricks, all his knowledge, all his positive intentions, but when we saw that behind that was the concern of never feeling loved, he then thought, oh, my whole intention is to create love. And if I add that to my base... Past the negativity that I'm experiencing, or with the negativity, I then am more complete. The thing that I've been looking for is coming through me now, and now I can step into his thing. Was he was selling, and his integrity was out when we was tell, wasn't telling people the whole truth. <coughs> so when we integrated love, which was underneath the negative barrier of concerns the expression from him was tenfold. Not because I was making him do it or forcing him and motivating because it was starting to come through as a natural expression of humanity. Yeah. So
1: it's not a matter of identifying these things and trying to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. It's accepting, surrendering to them and understanding they play a part in who you are. Because a lot of stuff that's out there is get rid of your ego. Eliminate Get it. rid of this. And it's like, but, yeah, but we live with this thing every day. So the
0: ego was, the ego was as a name was only invented... 70 years ago. Uh, Carl Jung and his men came up with a name for the negative parts of the personality and called it an ego. So it's not even 100 years old, that name. We've taken it in personal development and made it into something. We've rejected it. And by rejecting it, it has grown in power. Because anything that you say is not there, is there, grows in power. You know how we know that? Adolf Hitler said that he had no ego. Saddam Hussein said he was there for the people. What they're really saying is I'm more than who I think I am because I reject the parts of me that I don't like. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to come and control and dominate and in my mind convince myself that it's for the good of the people. Adolf Hitler's last words were, I've done such a great, uh, summarise apparently. He said, I've done such a great job, people will remember me for my greatness. Mm. (laughs) We want to integrate, not eliminate. If yeah, people hear this, integration, not elimination. We could make a song, a little kid's song out of it. By integrating, not eliminating, we create a complete person who then can be trusted. Eliminating, the body does naturally. Eliminating everything that the body does naturally. But when we try to take over that process cognitively, we're doing something unnatural that the body's fully got taken care of. You run, you sweat, you eat your poop. So let's not try and do what the body is doing naturally. uh, Oxygen in, carbon monoxide out. Let's say, hey, let's integrate these thoughts. Let's integrate all of this so that we become a completely trustworthy and whole person. Mm. By then doing that, we don't have to pretend, pretend not to know, pretend that we do know, get it right, not look at getting it wrong, and we can actually step forward um, juicy.
1: Mm. So integrate... Not, not eliminate. eliminate.
0: That would be my biggest thing. Integrate, not eliminate.
1: And therefore, you don't have to show up as something else mm-hmm. to be perfect, to be what you think other people need you to be. You are just you. Yes. Yeah,
0: so, ooh, That's a tough one. Because the law of correlation paradoxically says that whoever shows up in our life externally to us will then have an influence on us. Uh, I was talking to Clint about it. I said, you have to... Bring in people that can see, you know, you you hear this, but there's actually a law like gravity. The law of correlation says that if you, uh, whoever you have in your life has a, even if you're a mentor to them, has a reciprocal relationship just by the fact that they're there. So you've got to make sure that when you're growing, you either distinguish whether you're a person that is encouraging and growing with people or a person that is discouraging and not wanting people to grow to keep yourself safe. It's Mm -hmm. a tough one. Mm. Yeah. And how you know this is by the actions and results that people get over time. People that talk a big game, you can actually track statistically whether they're from the first time you hear them to the the time that they're in the future, whether they're growing by the fact of the results they're producing in their life creatively. If they're not producing results, then you're probably saying to them, "Ah, you must be probably correlating to doing the expectations of what the group thinks. So I better do this because everyone else in my personal development group is doing it as well. And because they're all do- doing it, um, I should be doing it. So I would say, I want a Ferrari too. I'm going to get a Ferrari in two years. Mm-hmm. Rather than saying, I want to be connected to my children, my wife, my parents, so that the things that matter are taken care of. And I'm going to work on that first. And then from that, I want to then write a book. I want to um, create a business. I want to inspire people because the work of working with people on what matters first is a foundation of what creates on them.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah and that law of correlation is a hard one to live by because you then have to take into account the natural intuition that you feel when people aren't and don't have your best interests at heart everyone remember in the society talks a big game this is why I only go to masterful people because the results are already there of them producing the results that they've done not because they're better or worse than people, but because you've seen the tough struggles and strivings they've got to to get to where they are mm-hmm. and uh I would say, even though if it costs more, search out mastery because people that are <coughs> masterful have um pr- have a proven track record it's,
1: yeah, and that's through mentors mentors coaches. coaches,
0: people that you're inspired by, don't be convinced by what people say, be convinced by how they're doing their life. Because everyone talks about game, but when you oh, see, every, everyone has a secret.
1: Of course, the secret to yeah. success.
0: Everyone has a secret to success. So it's only by the evidence of what the results that people produce. This is my personal thing yeah. that I'll go. When I saw my mate go from Flaxmere to an all black, I was like, holy, that's mastery. When I saw, uh, when I was with Brendan Bouchard, and then within three years, his business exponentially had grown. But that's the evidence. Wayne Dyer's. Results thirty sixty books, Louise Hay, Hay House. It's the results are there, yeah. and when you get close to them, you know that they don't eliminate their negative. They actually gradually have a part of their personality that, when you get close to them, you get to see. and You go, "Wow, they still include that." Yeah. You may think of their personal um, persona on TV to be all of who they are, but when you get really close to them, mm. they uh, like some of them like to drink. Some of them, excuse my language, like to have sex and fuck. Some of them. Are real horrible and nasty to be around they they make people wrong, they talk about people and but they 're still producing results mm. in their life they're just as grungy potentially in the background as they are in the foreground, but that complete picture of them being a person has them still do what they do yeah, yeah, Steve Jobs apparently was an asshole, <laughs> but the results that he produced in his mm. life exponentially have us on your. Mac computer and I've got an iPhone and everything's Mac around here I think that was a bit long winded Mm. (laughs) but powerful at Um, the same time have you sip (laughs) I missed it because I don't want to
1: flip up the microphone what does it mean to be conscious
0: Um, it's, it's just to be alive yeah Conscious, like you were talking to me before about the word. If you say "conscious," then uh, as a word, it means to be fully alive, not just good and spiritual, but to be bad and grungy. It's to be fully alive to the person that you are. That's all. I, that's as much as I can give on there.
1: Love it. Is there anything else you want to leave with the listeners?
0: Um. Today could have been—I don't know if this is going to get edited or anything like that. Probably is. Today it could have been an unorthodox conversation. What I hope that you got from it is not just "Oh, I get it," but "Ah, oh, I don't get it," because by not getting uh, it, potentially opens up you uh, potentially opens you up to new possibilities of investigating what it is you could look for. I don't like to give knowledge because knowledge is easily said yes or no to. I like to like be curious about where are we going to go so if you're feeling like you got something you didn't get something I hope that it's um, got you thinking yeah. and I acknowledge all of you for being here on this call um, I am a weird and wacky fellow and I have to contain myself at times saying things that are best represented yeah. to the people that are there so uh, I hope this has been helpful today and thank you for being on the call I appreciate you my brother For having me on this and um, going on a interesting thought and conversational journey today. Yeah, appreciate
1: you. It's been amazing to vibe and to hear your knowledge and there's so much about you that I found out that I had no idea about, and it's amazing to be in that energy Mm -hmm. and to share this this relationship, this conversation uh, in your house in Bali. For you to even accept this is for me, it's like a an honor to be here Um, and you to be so open real and raw and to share that wisdom is man i'm just so grateful for that so thank you so much um and any links or anything to follow you where can people see more of you i cacao, yeah,
0: ca- i think through kate's cacao bliss tonic cacao yeah. through kate at the moment i don't have anything out. i'm just coming back into the space there's cool. hinnati but it's an old website yeah bliss tonic cacao
1: bliss tonic cacao at, uh instagram facebook yes all that yeah amazing well thank you brother oh thank you it's been a privilege and for you guys listening if you love this episode if anything's triggered you inspired you made you think make sure you screenshot it tag us in the post share it with a friend we'd love to get this wisdom viral and out there to as many people as possible so until next time take care Peace. peace thank you so much for taking the time to listen in on our conversation hopefully you got some insights and values to raise your awareness If you like the podcast, please like, share on social media and leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. I would really appreciate it. You can also keep up to date on our Facebook and Instagram pages. Uh, Both handles are at theconsciouspodcast and also my personal account, which is at carlo__cirillo. Until next time, take care and be nice.